it's funny we were talking about this um you know between the two of us right we are kind of like serious people um or like on the more serious side i say that because when i was growing up um like my whole life people would tell me oh man you're so serious like why don't you smile more why don't you laugh more and um and i really think that it was because i hadn't really like figured out who i was i hadn't really like come into my own <laughs> and i truly believe that that's something that you do over time um as you gain experiences you know i've talked about before like you know you grow your opinions in tech or in something as you learn so your opinions get bigger and bigger and then hopefully you you know soften on them and it's kind of it's kind of for me it's a similar uh, thing with like how serious i am like today i actually make jokes i know it doesn't come across that way that much but i actually do i, I like to laugh i like to you know tell jokes my 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 comedy though is kind of like a dry comedy sometimes people don't get it they're like is he serious or is he like joking right now and so i've got to hit offensive people and i'll be like hey i'm just joking so um but you know i was serious for like a long time growing up and i think like i said truly because we don't really know who, who we are even when we're going through like middle school and high school a lot of people are just faking it you know they're just hey they're trying to be popular right they're trying to have a lot of friends and and but when you go home they're like a different person right yeah. a lot of times we're just putting on this facade because we don't know who we are. And I'm seeing that a lot with my, with my 13 year old, mm -hmm. like he's starting to figure out who he is and, and what he likes. And I didn't really like get over that until I went to, to basic training. Right. So yeah. we were both in the military. I went to basic training to AIT. So in, in basic training, uh, I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, had never that... been to Georgia before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hot, right. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, most infantry trains in Georgia. And, um, so again, you know, there's this, like, you can probably speak to it better than I can, but there's like this bubble, right? There's this radius that, that people will say that most people don't go outside of that radius, like their whole life. <laughs> and then, right. and then even if they leave, a lot of times they'll return to that radius. Right. And that's their thing. So they might only commute within 20 to 30 minutes of where they grew up or where they were born or the house they lived in. There, there's kind of like that statistical thing. Yeah. And when I was in high school, I was like, you know, I took some, uh, I had a, I had a teacher who was a retired Colonel and he taught ACDC. I talked about this before and he talked to, he taught mm -hmm. ACDC electronics and he taught a plus and network plus certification. And then during the summers, they invited me and this other guy to go and we went around the school district and we upgraded computers and we swapped, we swapped hardware, network cards, mm -hmm. hard drives, all that stuff. So that was back in 1998, 99. I really learned about tech. It just took me a long time to get back to it. Because, you know, being who I am, I get bored, right? And I have to try the yeah. next thing. So I did that for a little bit. And I don't know if it was him or someone else or just me saying, I want something different. Because you've seen that with me. I'm I'm constantly like, I want and need something different. Yeah. So, so here I am in high school, not really thinking I'm going to go to college, not really sure what I'm going to do. A lot of people are like, oh, they're, you know, preparing to go to college. And I'm like, well, you know what? I want something completely different. I want to get out of here. So, you know, I talked to, you know, recruiters yeah. will come around high school and I talked to a recruiter and I said, where can I go? I had a high enough, uh, was it um, ASVAB score to basically do any MOS mm -hmm. in the military? I could have went Air Force. I could have went whatever. But, you know, being a young kid with not a lot of direction, I was like, sure, I'll do the army. Um, and I like to cook. So I'll go be a cook. And they're like, you sure you can do whatever you want? I said, no, <laughs> I like to cook. Yeah, I'm, You know, again, I'm a kid. I don't really know, like. If I would have done this all over again, I would have said, oh, I want a job in communications. 
I want a job in, you know, engineering. I want you to train me. But I didn't really think like that. So the only thing I cared about was where can I go? And so I said, can I get Germany in my contract? That's all I cared about. I got Germany. I got Germany and a signing bonus. Those are the two things I cared about because I wanted to go see other things, right? I wanted to go see the world. And um, the military paid for me to do that, which is really cool. So go go to basic training. Oh, here's the thing too, is I signed up a year in advance. I did okay. that whole thing where you do the so, early, early sign yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too, me too. Yeah, so I enter my senior year. I already know as soon as I, I graduate and then like the next week I leave or like two weeks later I left. So I, I go to basic training. And if anybody who hasn't gone to basic training doesn't know, it's, 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 it's similar to college in a way in that, in that you have people from all over the country, sometimes all over the world coming and joining uh, this group, right? So you're putting like this group, this cohort, um, if you will, if we're using that term, and then, yeah. and then you're going to go through these shared experiences. You're going to share a lot of these experiences with that group. And so that's, that's the part where it differs from college. The experience that you're sharing is <laughs> yeah, the experience is different. different. You're, you're pushing yourselves to the extremes. And so coming back to what we were talking about earlier is like, I grew up really like shy, like, like timid, like in my shell. Like I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I was very serious a lot. And when you go to basic training, it, it puts you out of your comfort zone, right? Um, yeah. You're sleeping in a new bunk for the first couple of days. You're sleeping, you know, cause you're like in this once like a holding spot and then you, before you go, and, and then you're with all these people that you don't know, uh, yeah. different dialects, different, like just um, accents from different parts of the country. So we had people from the South, from the North. Uh, we had people from like Port au Prince uh, from the Caribbean, because there's some like U S islands, like the U S Virgin islands or something mm -hmm. like that. And they can join like per we had some folks from Puerto Rico. And so you're with all this group and it really like helps you to open up and come out of your show. You have to learn how to communicate with different yeah. people. You have to learn how to get along with people that are not part of that little 20 mile radius, right. That you grew right. up in and that you, that right. you, that's your bubble. Yeah. So I do that. Um, basic training is like, I can't remember. It's like eight weeks, right? Something six to eight weeks. Um, nine weeks. I think it's, I think it's nine weeks. It's nine I, weeks, I, right? It's been a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's been, been a while. This was like 2000. 20 years. Yeah. yeah. So I do basic training. You come out of basic training. You're like, I want to go to conquer the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've said that before on this podcast, like when I talk about leadership, I always, I think about like, for me, when I think about leadership, I think about, do I want to go take the hill with this person? Yeah. Right. Like, so if we're building a company, me and Randy, we're going to take this hill. And if we don't take the hill, we're going to die on the hill, right? Yeah. Or we're going to die taking the hill. We're not going to be stagnant. We're going to die taking the hill. Right. But but the truth is that we're gonna we're gonna do this together. And and when I think about leadership, leadership isn't hey go take this hill. It's follow me. We're gonna take this hill together. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you come out of like like you come out of basic training with this group of guys, right? That you're part of, or if you're co-ed now, right? You with this group of folks, and you're like, we can take this hill together. It doesn't matter what the hill is. It doesn't matter how steep the hill is. We're gonna take yeah. it. Right. You mm -hmm. have this confidence. And so everything changes. So I, I tell this to, to folks too, that are going through like high school, you know, or middle school and they're concerned, right? Like, like they have bullying or, or I hate to use that term, but like teasing and, and stuff like that. You will never see these people again. You will never see 90%, 95% of these people that are in high school that might be, 
you know, uh, you're trying to be cool in front of, or you're trying to make friends, you won't see most of them. And and if you do, after high school, it's intentional. You get to choose. You, you get, get to choose. choose, choose exactly. Because like there are people that you might keep in touch with, but like that's the catch is you're keeping in touch with them because because yeah they disappear most of i used to tell my students that all the time like y'all none of these people i I used to tell them like hey y'all know how many people i talked to from middle school zero not a single soul that i went to middle school with do i talk to today it doesn't matter it's it's exactly right it doesn't matter so you know we go through middle school and high school and and instead of like focusing on learning we focus on trying to be in the groups right and 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 like to matter and the same thing happens with social media i got that off on total tangent but the idea is right is that i came out of my shell uh today Mm -hmm. i I tell jokes so then then you go to ait right ait is another beast as well um it's very similar but it's a little bit more relaxed um and i say a little bit more relaxed because you still have to you know you're still like there's certain rules you got to follow things like that right but you start to develop relationships then here you go. I go to Germany, right? I got what I wanted. I got my contract, mm-hmm. what I what I had put in my contract. I can guarantee you 90, 95% of the people in my high school graduating class have never been outside the country. Yeah. Right. And 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 you get these experiences, right? And and they they help to shape you because experiences shape us. And if your experiences are limited, well, the way you act and the things you do are going to be limited by that, right? So um I go to Germany. I'm there for like, I'm only there for like three and a half years because I was on a four-year contract. Um, I knew probably about like a year and a half to two years in that I was, I knew that this wasn't long-term for, for me. Um, um, with one year left, we got deployed to Iraq in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. And uh, when I came back, I had like two months because they make you wait a little bit while, a little while because they want to make sure that you're not like suicidal or you know suffering for like ptsd so they there's a little bit of a cool off period when you come back from a deployment um before you can eat um like ets and so i wanted to stay in germany (laughs) like my plan had we not deployed my plan was to because you can apply for like i forget what it is not necessarily just a visa but you can apply for like another thing where you can actually stay and be like an expat in that country and because um, I love Germany so much, it was it was really awesome. But you know, again, it wasn't just Germany because you can travel. Remember, they were part of the right. EU, so you could travel to all these other countries just by train. Yeah, and it was and it was really awesome. So anyway, that's what Lewis is doing right now. Yeah, it's an experience, right? That if if you have an opportunity to do it, to do it, right? Get a passport, fly to somewhere into the EU, and then travel and stay in these different places. And it, and it's a really awesome feeling. But back to kind of where we kick this thing off. I wouldn't be who I am today had I not done those, right? Had I just stayed, had I just went and worked at McDonald's or right. or when my first job was Little Caesars, had I not just stayed there and then I rose through the ranks and became like a regional manager or something, <laughs> um, you know, the experiences wouldn't have been the same and I would be a completely different person. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't come over here and, and and I say this because we've talked about this before, like to be an entrepreneur, you have to know that you have to know in the back of your mind that that the the highest there's a high likelihood that you're going to fail that's the truth yeah but you have to have the attitude that i don't care it doesn't matter because we're, if if we can't take the hill we're going to die somewhere along the road yeah that confidence is i think key like and and 
you know, um, I have a similar story to yours, not, not super different. I, um, I grew up in, in a little town. Uh, I haven't, I don't know how much I've divulged on the podcast, but we didn't have a ton of money. My dad was very clear to us that if we were going to make it out of the town and, or go to college, which is what he wanted for us to do, uh, we had to figure it out on our own. And, um, well, I didn't have the confidence to apply for scholarships. That's really what it came down to. So I knew I couldn't pay for college and I didn't have that. Like, I didn't actually believe in myself enough to think like somebody will like pay me to go to school. And so uh, what ended up happening is the army was like, Hey, you know, we'll pay for your school if you will join the army. And so that's exactly what, what occurred um, as I went into the army. I was in, I think a little bit, uh, I was in for five years um, because that was the minimum I was a chemist for the army. I think we've talked about that on the, the the podcast before. And that was the minimum term you could do was five years because they like, it's your whole bachelor's degree, right? Right, right. Um, and so so you have to do five years. Um, and uh, so, so I did that similar to you. Um, I think I got, I knew it wasn't for me about three years in. I enjoyed my first couple of years. I tried really hard to get deployed though, because I was I was stationed here in San Antonio and um I wanted I wanted to leave the country. Uh, right. I did not I wasn't able to. Uh, even I cross-trained as like a field medic and um they were still like, <laughs> No, you're you're gonna stay here and be a chemist. I guess hey, that's a little that's good to know. If I ever like we're ever working on a job yeah. and it becomes heated and we're taking this hill, I'm like, hey Randy, come get me. Yeah. So <laughs> So like I guess it's easier to find like people to to be field medics than chemists because they're like no you're you're staying as a chemist, and um, so so yeah similar to you I was like no I I can't do this but I think the real important thing that you're talking about is like coming out of basic I was a completely different person I mean one I was in the best shape of my life like I was running you know a six minute sub six minute mile like I was in really good shape and. And I had accomplished something in my life. Like for the first time, I felt like I had accomplished something in my life because I had gone through this thing. I survived. I made it out the other end of something that I watched other people not make it out the other end of. And uh, so like that was that was pretty game changing for me because similar to you, I grew up my whole life. In fact, um, my dad sort of tells this story of like, like he doesn't use the word serious. He uses the word calculating. I grew up my entire life in school, like being calculating, like measured risks like very controlled like very like lots of like um of of that like uh, very guarded and um so but then coming out of basic like I, I i was a completely different person i had confidence i knew that i could go to college and i could make it and uh i knew that i could do the job and and i knew that i could make friends and be that person and so definitely uh, a huge shift for me, even though I think what's interesting is that neither of us, neither of us stayed in the military past our first term. We both ETS. Um, and I, uh, and, but, but I think those experiences are, are lifelong. Like you said, I'm a completely different person today. If it weren't for that, and I know the service isn't for everybody, but if it weren't for that, like, I know how my life would play out because I can see it. I grew up in a whole town with no jobs and lots of drugs. And that's, that's really it. And so the thing that I also think about is like, 
being intentional about creating the experiences that change you, who you are throughout your life to where you are the person you want to be. I think that's a little bit about like the entrepreneurship journey that we're on. It's like, I want to continue to take risks that have rewards and um, create that sense of like independence and autonomy. And so I'm, I'm, we have to be intentional about creating those experiences because like the older unfortunate thing about, you know, for lots of people post high school, um, for people in the military, post-military, is that your life is no longer a curated experience for you. You kind of have to go out and make it yourself, right? Like when when I was in school, of course, everything is curated for you. You go to class, you go to these school events, like some of it's socially curated, some of it's not. But like, and then in the army, like it's even more curated. Like here's when you take a shower, here's when you shave, here's what's next, here's what's next, here's what's next, here's your duty shift, here's the thing, here's PT. This is forced exercise, you know, like here's the outfit that you will wear. Your, your life is very curated. And then you leave. And like, I had a really hard time transitioning out of the military specifically because of that, because there was no curation anymore. Um, and and I and so I think like the the part that I, I think about in my post-military life, which is now nearly 20 years, is like having to curate your own experiences to create that pattern of behaviors that will shape you and develop you the way that you want to go. That's true, picking your job so that you learn the things you want to learn. Like I go through that a lot is like, What's the thing I want to learn out of this next job? But also thinking the things like kind of coming back to where this conversation started, that will change your, um, that will change my um, my personality the way that I want it to, right? Like if I want to be a person that tells uh, really dry jokes, I need to have some kids. Um, <laughs> so, that, you know, so yeah. it makes sense. Um, some dad jokes. Yeah, I love I love a dad. Well, you know that we um we both love dad jokes and and because I think they are pretty dry and like easy to miss and like you get a little side chuckle, like I appreciate yeah. that. And so, you know, like um you you that's you curate those experiences. Well, you know, dad jokes aren't really for other people, they're for us. Yeah. They're they're, um, they're for the people telling them. Yeah. I, the and I can always guarantee you you can't tell a dad joke the same unless you're a dad like it just doesn't work uh i think people have tried it and it doesn't come across right uh we used to do this at like our old job say hey does anybody have a dad joke and you'd have people um you know go on the internet find dad jokes and they deliver it it's not the same because they're not a dad they don't you know they don't have those that all that struggle <laughs> that you've had to yeah. deal with and like i told people hey you want to know what it's like having kids go go stand in front of a wall start start telling that stuff to do and when it doesn't do it that's what it's like to be a dad, right? That's what it's like to be a parent. Oh man, that was oh. like that was my my morning this morning. It's like you know, and and the thing is, is that your kids are like in such a great mood while they're doing like the exact not thing you asked them to do. Like they're like talking about like our <laughs> oldest. He'll be like talking about space and fish and plants, but he is just not like not responding at all to. Hey, we need to eat our food. We need to go brush teeth. Like we got to get to school. Like there's a schedule here. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's like, it's really hard because like you're getting more and more frustrated and they're just happy as a clown. Right. And and being flexible, I think that's one of the things I've learned about being a, <clears throat> I think that's one of the things I've learned about being a parent is that you've got to be flexible. Uh, if, we, if we're super rigid, like if I were to try to treat my kids like they're in the military, right. um, which I've seen when I was in, mm -hmm. I, had a, I had a section sergeant that... <clears throat> I had a second sergeant that periodically I would go to his, his uh, you know, like his house. And it was a, like a military style house or funded house. There, There's these, aside from barracks, right, there's actually family housing on base. And right. so I'd, we'd, we'd go there because he needed to get something. 
and his kids would be there. He would lock them up at attention, you know, and get at attention when you're talking to your boy. And uh, that, that's how he was, right? He basically treat, treated them like they were in the military. And, you know, as a parent, like you're trying to have the finest balance of, I need to, I need to provide them with structure. I need to, you know, discipline them. I need, because if you don't provide discipline at all, then we basically end up with some of the people that we see, which again, want to do whatever they want. And when they don't get to do it, then they, you know, throw a fit. And then we end up with a lot of the problems we have today, but you're trying to find this balance. Right. And so, yeah, being flexible um, again, going back to the wall, right. Sometimes that wall is not going to respond and you just got to be okay with it. You got to walk away. You got to breathe, come back again and try a different approach. And then sometimes that works, but there was something that I was laughing about when you uh, said it a while ago, when you come out of basic training, you're like in the best shape of your life. Yeah. And I, and I, and so was I, uh, you talked about like a six minute mile. Oh man, I could run. I could run like, and there's almost this, there's this awesome feeling when you're like the group leader yeah. and you get out there and you set the pace and you're like chugging along and just moving and booking it. And then they have to tell you, Hey, slow down. <laughs> like when you, when you get to that point, you're like, you just feel like, you know, powerful in a way, right? Yeah. Like, like in your abilities, the confidence is like next level. You come out again. When you come out at that point, out of basic training, not like AIT and all the other stuff. Right. When you come out at that point, you're like, I can take on the world, but I don't yet know how the world works. Fast forward, right? Fast forward to 2021 when we kind of started putting this on. And I know you've done some stuff mm-hmm. before, right? Yeah. So so I don't want to like uh, minimize that. Like you built a uh, ed tech company and you, you've done a lot of work. But mainly for me, fast forward to like 2020, 2021. I really got bit by the, like the entrepreneur bug. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to go back once, once that happens. So right. that's probably another whole story. Once you get bit by that, you're just, you're, you've got to follow this route and confidence is great. But if you don't have like the know-how, like if you don't understand how the world works, then all that confidence can only get you so far because, you know, the way that the world works, it's like a big game. Right. It's like a big Pac-Man game. Mm. You got to understand the game to be able to play it successfully. And successfully simply doesn't doesn't necessarily always mean winning. It just means right. not failing. Right? right. Simon Sinek always talks about knowing the game that you're playing. And really, it's just being able to play it again tomorrow. It's not necessarily that you win because there is no real winning because the game yeah. continues. So, again, all this confidence uh, and then also like technical ability, right? So I've learned, again, we talked about this in the last podcast with Shay, go to all these different startups and these enterprises and then feel like I can do this thing, okay? Mm-hmm. So confidence, technical ability, again, you have to learn how the world works because once you learn how the world works and you understand the game that they're playing, then you can start to play it. 